everybody and welcome back to FACE Podcast. This is your host Gianmarco and this is the first full episode that we are distributing in uh, 2021. I hope all of you had a nice break uh, during the holidays and that you are rested and ready to take on the new year and also I wish that your country is not so much affected by the uh, ongoing pandemic of course. Today I had the pleasure of chatting with Elena Smirnova. She is a young Russian-born designer who is currently based in Prague, Czechia. I hope you all enjoy the conversation we had and I'll just leave you to it. Hi Elena, welcome to Face Podcast. Hi, John Marco. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. You're very welcome. And to start off, well, you can just uh, introduce yourself uh, to our listeners. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Elena. I'm a UX UI designer. I work independently as a freelancer. And uh, I'm originally from Russia, but I'm living in Prague right now. Very nice. Uh, where exactly uh, from in Russia are you? I mean, you you got like quite the surname there that basically tells right away that you're Russian, Smirnova. So, yeah. But I'm curious, where exactly uh, have you? Do you come from? Uh, I'm uh, not from this small town. It's it calls uh, Yekaterinburg. It's in oh, the Ural region, I like know. the border mm-hmm. between Europe and Asia, in Asia. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know um, of, uh, I know of that. I actually formerly it was known as. Uh, Sverdlovsk, is it? Is it right? Yeah, really. Oh, that's interesting that you know this city. But just, yeah, yeah, quite, quite surprised. But I'm from there. And I was actually I was under the impression for the longest time that uh, Yekaterinburg was actually in uh, Siberia. But then I realized, well, it's actually no, it's in the <laughs> Ural region. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. But you know, sometimes it can be like minus thirty in the in uh, winter. So yeah. yeah. It's easy to kind of make that mistake, that assumption. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so you said that you're, yeah, you're from Yekaterinburg, but uh, you you're now living in Prague. And actually, in our magazine, we we have analyzed, you know, we usually analyze the, the design scene of a, of a city. Yeah. We try to yeah. have that that feature uh, at least uh, in every in every magazine issue. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we actually have talked about Prague in the past where you live now, as I, as I understood. Uh, yeah. But nonetheless, you know, you're somebody who actually lives there. So how would you describe uh, being a designer in, uh, in Prague in a nutshell? Oh, actually, it's a little bit tricky question for me uh, because I'm a freelancer right now and I'm working mostly with the foreign uh, products. But uh, luckily, I work here in a several companies and I'd say... Like for sure, it's not so uh, developed as uh, the scene is in Berlin or in Scandinavian countries. But still, I think we have a lot of good designers and good studios, but mostly they are concentrated on uh, foreign projects. So, yeah, in a nutshell, it's kind of like that. Right. Yeah, actually, I know what you mean exactly. Like it's not as... Design there is not as big as, let's say, uh, Stockholm or Berlin yeah. or Copenhagen. But, you know, having been there also several times uh, through the years, I think it's also interesting how Prague, you know, even though it kind of belonged to what we consider yeah. the Eastern Bloc, it's, it is the most Western of uh, 
the the former Eastern Bloc countries in a way. Like it's the influence of Western Europe has always been very very strong. Uh, in uh, yeah yeah in that's for sure. So I think it's kind of you can really perceive it. It's uh, it's sort of like in so, a place which is sort of in between, and I think it also reflects. Uh, in that, so in the way that uh, design is uh, developing over there, uh, I think they for they, sure they have been like kind of ahead of uh, many developments uh, when it comes to I don't know countries like uh, mm-hmm. Poland, for example, where I lived uh, for 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 quite a few years as well, and uh, you know also design is uh, booming, but this was also happening before in in Prague yeah. or in yeah in yeah. the wider Czech Republic. And how but, long? but the interesting yeah. fact is that it is developing quite fast last year. So, you know, you have this possibility to grow with a city. One question which I always uh, like to ask early on in the, in the conversation is how did you first come in, uh, in contact with design? I mean, do you recall what, uh, what sparked your interest in it at first? Or perhaps, who knows, maybe you even remember the moment when you thought, uh, right, I want to be, I want to be a designer. I want to be involved with design. Yeah, actually quite interesting question because I came from a completely different sphere. I got my degree in finance before I moved to Prague. And then, uh, when I was here in Prague, I realized that I don't want to work uh, in this sphere. So I took a, a bit of it, a little bit later, uh, gap year. So trying to figure out what would I want to do with my life. And then actually accidentally, I just uh, realized that maybe why not try the design? And I got inspired by one guy called like his project called Baugas. He's quite popular. So he made like posters, some visual materials. Mm-hmm. So I took his classes on a Skillshare just to try. He's Czech, and right? actually this is uh, no, actually, I have no idea <laughs> where oh, okay. is he from. You, you were referring to somebody uh, that you were inspired by while, you know, in, yeah. the, in the Czech Republic. So, no, no, no. It's just some guy I found in the Instagram. So I, I took his classes on a Skillshare and this is actually how my journey started. Then right. I just was developing myself and working in some graphic design studios. And then I just faced with a digital design sphere and realized that this is something that I want to dedicate myself to. And I start uh, self-education in that sphere. And actually, here I am now uh, being a freelancer in this sphere. So, uh, your, well, your path towards design was kind of, let's say, yeah, accidental in a way, or anyway, you, yeah. got, you got there uh, without expecting to actually end up uh, end up there that's quite interesting because uh most of the conversations i had in the previous uh, in our previous series so yeah the guests which i had on they always told me pretty much the same um you know the same story so most of them yeah. they would uh, have arrived at what they are doing now so you know either product or digital design or a combination of both or you know whatever sometimes even yeah, print yeah. design so they all arrived there by starting off you know getting, getting interested into uh, you know, photo manipulation, like getting, uh, getting in touch yeah, with sure. you know, like uh, this um, um, manipulation programs, so like uh, design programs, Illustrator, Photoshop, and maybe they even had an interest in uh, in photography or drawing to start with. But yeah, you took like a completely different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You got there by a totally different direction. So that's also kind of interesting to 
to figure out that uh, one is attracted to design or feels um, somehow close to it and wants to be involved with it uh, by, you know, by chance. Actually, yeah, by, yeah. <laughs> by coincidence. That's, that's really good. Uh, so well, but yeah, yeah, and also yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, you, you kind of answered that very nicely. I mean, uh, you you didn't have a moment that you you went. I want to be one, but you you sort of were inspired and you got there anyway. Like you had this realization <laughs> later, but you still had it. Um, well, now to move on, uh, let's talk about a bit. Of course, the uh, the pandemic is is still affecting our everyday life uh, right now even quite a lot I would say at least if uh, you're in Europe I mean both of us are in Europe yeah, so, yeah. but some of our listeners might be in other parts of uh, the world maybe, where maybe things have a little bit calmed down but I would say that overall right now they aren't things aren't really that calm anywhere so this has, of course, brought many changes to the lives of uh, people. How we work, how we how we do things. So I'm just gonna I'm just wondering like, how it affected you personally, and in particular the way you worked. I mean, you I mean you mentioned that you are freelancer, but maybe uh, there's something else that you had to uh, change to to match with the situation. Yeah, actually, uh, I uh, switched to a freelancing right before the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. So for me, timing. it wasn't like a big change in that uh, case because I started as a being, like as a working remotely, uh, giving these calls and like trying to interact with uh, my clients just online. So it, still, I'm doing the same thing. So mm -hmm. for me, it wasn't a big change. Uh, actually, I think it even affected in a positive way uh, my uh, work because right now more and more clients are becoming more and more open to working online, to finding designers online. Definitely. So it's mm -hmm. better that you have more opportunities and more interesting projects for you. So yeah, I think this is actually a huge advantage of this pandemic. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more with you. I mean... You, you said that you, you switched to freelancing just right before, which is super convenient, super... I mean, <laughs> I'm glad it happened like that for you. And yeah, there's like more, more chances in a way, you know, like there's more opportunities. Of course, yeah, there are sure. the downs downsides of, you know, of course, people who were used uh, working within a yeah. team and having that, you know, that instant uh, feedback always. Maybe now they are lacking mm -hmm. a little bit that... Uh, that part uh, from their work but I would say that uh, overall it hasn't been bad at all for designers maybe not particularly so than of course other uh, yeah other people who are involved with uh, with other things so I would say overall yeah it's uh, I, I mean for me it's, it's also like that I mean I'm doing my work remotely for, for yeah. the most part I mean nowadays exclusively like that and uh, I would say, yeah, the, there aren't been, haven't been, there really haven't been many downsides to it. In in general. So yeah, yeah, I agree totally. And I think if you are an independent designer, not uh, as a working as a team, so it's even easier for you to find somebody because you don't have to interact with uh, your team uh, online. So it's not so tricky, yeah. and it's just uh, the question is just to find a project, just to find a client, not how to interact within a team. So yeah. 
also this is a benefit. To the to the broader conversation about design, um, is there anything? Is there any any thoughts that you have about its uh, current direction? Uh, by that you know, I mean like how design is uh, the recent developments of design, or you know the the current the current uh, trends about it, and maybe where do you also see it heading uh, in the future? Yeah, actually, uh, I like the fact that uh, design and developing starting like being more collaborative and. Uh, in general, uh, communication between these two fields becoming more and more integrated. So it helps uh, to build really great products a lot. And I hope really that in the future, this connection will be more and more developed. So designers won't be, uh, uh, how to say, won't be, uh, won't, won't be afraid of uh, not uh, having a product that they were designed uh, for this product or uh, being afraid of uh, quality of developing. So I think this is uh, an important part of the current develop developing mm -hmm. of this sphere. Yeah, yes, definitely. Um, well, something I also like to ask uh, usually to people who come on our show is uh, if there was one thing that you could, uh, you could change about the way that designers work today, uh, what would it be for you? Uh, difficult one, I know, but... <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, this is a tough asked. one. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, uh, try to have this balance between uh, style and beauty of the design, but also functionality and usability, because mm -hmm. I think still this is a tricky question when you are designing, because... Uh, you know, you see like two uh, main groups, the designers who are trying to just make beautiful things or designers who are con concentrated mainly on a UX part oh, of yes. the board. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would really love to combine these two things to, you know, to, to also to balance. realize full potential of a designer, but also to help user really like in their life or their work. Or yeah. whatever so i think this is the most tricky part of the designer's life yes yeah i mean being a designer myself i understand that struggle uh completely uh, there's always it's always hard to reach that perfect that seamless yeah, balance exactly. between you know am i making this uh yeah too <laughs> am i am i not considering the the, the 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 visual aspect of this too much or am i just focusing on that you know there's always uh, compromises to be made whatever, whenever you're designing and whatever you're actually designing whatever yeah, it's, yeah, it's a product it's a digital design or print design anything so it's uh, yeah it would be it would be amazing if we could always achieve that but yeah I'm afraid it's gonna it's gonna take yeah it's gonna it's gonna take a lot it's gonna take a while to, to kind of be able to get there in the end but I think this is how this sphere is developing, actually. So you are trying to make it more and more usable, but also more and more uh, to to bring more and more style to the to your work. So somehow I think it also developed the design itself or the designer. Yeah, yeah. There's some steps always made in that in this direction. So let's hope that uh, we're gonna make even more in the future. 
So now what I'm uh, what I'm about to ask you is uh, you know is one of those also one of those big questions, uh, but I'm go, gonna go ahead and ask you anyway. And it is what problem in the world do you think uh, designer are not solving right now but should solve? So perhaps I don't know. Perhaps you have some uh, precious insight for us. Oh, I'm one. not sure. Yeah, one one more tough question for for me. Uh, I'm not sure if I will choose the uh, problem that designers are not solving right now, but I think they are trying to solve it, but still not solving. I think uh, all projects or all products, the main goal of them uh, is to save people time whenever they are doing shopping online mm -hmm. or doing some work or communicating with people, the actual uh, point is to save people's time to let them to live, actually, to enjoy living. So I think this is our main goal, to let uh, people live, to really like make projects uh, and products easy to use and interact with. So that way we can really help all uh, human beings in their <laughs> yeah. lives to make not only life easier but you know less stressful as well and yeah and spend yeah, less time sure. on things that actually don't require that that long time uh to do <laughs> that shouldn't require yeah. that long time to do at least <laughs> and that's and that's exactly <laughs> what should be fixed you're right about that uh, you know yeah i was uh, listening to one podcast uh, also about the design and the guy here there told that actually he is measuring the success of a project product if people not using it if like they are just using it once a day and uh -huh. then that's it that's and interesting this actually tell us about the success of, uh, of this project project <laughs> yeah, rather less, than you know being addicted to the product yeah the less you're using it it means the more efficient is probably working um, yeah yeah <laughs> I exactly i guess that's kind of the idea uh, behind that that statement that uh, from that designer very interesting yeah well, uh, we're approaching the end of, uh, of this chat, and but before we say uh, farewell to each other, I'd like to ask you uh, something of a trademark question here, because uh, our slogan at FaZe is uh, enjoy being creative. That's, uh, that's what we want to allow, hopefully, with, uh, with our product when it, uh, when it comes out. Uh, so yeah, this is what I'm asking you as well. So what makes you enjoy being creative? Oh, enjoying being creative. Uh, I think I like this moment when you just uh, have something in your mind, but then it came up like in the real life. So you feel this excitement mm -hmm. that something that was just some thought in your brain, right now it's, it's alive and it's like yeah. your child. So I think this is the moment why uh, some designers like, like their their job they live for this right seeing their, yeah. seeing their idea uh come to life that's nothing more uh you know satisfying and rewarding inspiring too yeah yeah exactly absolutely absolutely well uh thank you very much for the for the time uh, and uh, for the interesting conversation and hopefully you we can have you on again uh, in the coming future as a guest if you will if you will like of course so yeah, sure, sure. And thank you, Gianmarco, for inviting me 
to participate in this uh, podcast. It was really, really interesting to talk with you. Not a worry. Well, it was it was a pleasure for me. So, thank you once again, Elena, and uh, bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening in. I uh, hope you enjoyed this conversation and just want to remind that if you did enjoy it, it will really be helpful to uh, leave a comment or feedback on whichever platform you use to listen to our podcast, be it Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And there's really nothing much for me to add at this point. So once again, thank you and see you in the next episode.